the idea of Hanukkah is this idea of the miracle of light or the miracle of oil, that God made this miraculous way for oil to last long enough for temple sacrifice to be restored. Jesus, Yeshua, did celebrate Hanukkah. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And why did that matter? Because Hanukkah happens, as we know, around December. The Hanukkah context of what he's saying, it's striking because he's saying, if you're looking for something, look to me. Welcome to A Jew and a Gentile Discuss. I'm Ezra Benjamin. And I'm Carly Berna. And we're your hosts of this podcast. I'm a Jewish believer in Jesus. Carly's a Gentile Christian, and we both believe Jesus is the Messiah. We believe also that God is doing something very unique among Jewish people around the world. And we're here to inform you on matters which affect you as a Christian in the world today. Well, today we're going to talk about the most wonderful time of the year for Jews and Christians. In a way, we're going to talk about Christmas and Hanukkah. You're going to learn the difference between the two holidays, what they might have to do with each other, if anything, the meaning behind the holidays, and which one or which ones you should celebrate. So let's discuss. Since I'm the Gentile Christian growing sure. up, I celebrated Christmas. Right. And Christmas was mostly about receiving gifts, you know, setting up my nativity scene. Right. Of course, there was something about the birth of Jesus, something, sometimes we'd sing happy birthday to Jesus, like make him a cake. That was my understanding of Christmas. Right, and I think the question for a Jewish person in North America is, is Christmas about Santa or is Christmas about Jesus in a manger? Or is it both? And at what point, Carly, did it become clear to you as a kid or as a teenager, like, this is really about Jesus, it's not about what's under the tree. Mm -hmm. Well, as you would say, the Jewish answer is yes uh -huh. to both. Sure. Because it always was about presence, but it also was about Jesus. Right. And I think even as believers today, that's still part of our reality. Okay. But it probably, I mean, I became a believer when I was about 18. Right. But I grew up in a religious household, so mm -hmm. I understood that Jesus was a part of Christmas, but it, was, it didn't become super impactful to me until I really understood that Jesus was my Messiah and mm -hmm. what Christmas really meant. Okay, and at what point does Jesus, in, in your kind of life journey and testimony, become not the babe in the manger, but like actually the Messiah coming to earth? Like when did that yeah. click to you. Yeah, I know when I was little, we had a nativity scene with literally like you take the little Jesus and you put him in the manger. Right, that's the like, baby Jesus, that's six part pounds, of it. You, yeah, so you, you hang the angel from the nativity like that was part of the tradition. Yeah. Um, but like I said, probably in early college uh -huh. when I understood who Jesus really was, all of a sudden Christmas became way more important to me and gifts weren't something I really cared about. It mm. was really about honoring uh, the birth of our Messiah. Sure, I mean, who doesn't love gifts? Jewish or not Jewish, we all love getting gifts, but it, it wasn't about that. The right. focus shifted. Right. Okay, so when, as, as the Christmas story was taught to you, mm -hmm. uh, or as you learned it on your own, like, when was Jesus born and why did that matter? Like, was it just some random point in history or? Interesting. I'd actually love to know your perspective on that because I know that, or my understanding is that the Jewish perspective is that Jesus was not born at Christmas, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's true. And we'll get a little bit, you know, later in this podcast into why that is, but there's this language about the Feast of Dedication. You know, mm -hmm. it was the Feast of Dedication or it was the Feast and uh, Christmas, obviously, and really even Hanukkah wasn't considered a Jewish feast. It was celebrated. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but there was no major Jewish feast around December, January time when Christian tradition says Jesus was born. And then the other thing is, why did, uh, why was Herod's mandate for Jewish people to go to their own hometown so disruptive? And we think from the context that it was because it was one of these three appointed times on the year when actually all Jewish men were supposed to go to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And those times are Passover, Shavuot, which we know in the Christian world is Pentecost, mm -hmm. and Sukkot, Feast of Tabernacles. So there's a lot of thinking in the Jewish world, uh, Jewish believers in Jesus especially, that say that Jesus was probably born around Sukkot, September, October time. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So yeah. growing up, what did you think about Christians who were celebrating Christmas? Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, and by the way, a little bit of the context here is my father's Jewish and my mother is not Jewish. So I sort of had this hybrid experience. In some years there was more Hanukkah than Christmas. In other years, maybe my mom snuck kind of this like three foot tall, you know, Home Depot-esque kind of pine tree in and then suddenly it became a Christmas tree and we didn't really know what was going on. So it was a little confusing. But what I understood, uh, similar to you, I understood Christmas equals Santa Claus and presents, yeah. but then over time, and especially when, you know, when I received Jesus as, as, uh, as Lord around, uh, when I was a teenager, it clicked for me, okay, this isn't about the gifts, it's not about the, the tinsel and the, you know, the Black Friday sales, mm -hmm. it's about a man and a man who's come to earth, you know, God on earth, Emmanuel. Yeah. Uh -huh. So when you, before you became a believer in Jesus, yeah. what was your impression of Christmas? Just that... Christians were celebrating gifts yeah. or Jesus? It was interesting because uh, for the, for the non-Jewish side of my family, for my mom's side of the family, it truly was the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. But for the Jewish side of my family, when we would go visit my dad's family, it was Hanukkah happening, but it was also, Christmas was the day when you order Chinese takeout. Ah, uh -huh, I've uh, heard that. Why? Why is it the busiest Chinese food takeout day of the year? Because Jewish people don't know what to do. It's understood that like the Christians have their holiday and secretly we kind of agree that it's the most wonderful time of the year because it's super festive, but somehow we're not invited. And huh. it's this other yeah. thing. So we just kind of do our own thing. Yeah. So did you know of any of the Christmas traditions? Like, did you know Christmas songs? Sure. Or like I mean, yeah, North American culture, I think all, you know, all over Europe, most of the world nowadays, right? Like, how could you avoid it? So yeah. we understood it. And interestingly, I learned, and it's, it's fascinating, uh, Google it if you can, a lot of Christmas carols were actually written by Jewish people. Really? In the mid 20th century. It's nuts actually how many. There's like at least 10. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Silver Bells, Santa Baby, Come on Down That uh, Chimney, <laughs> and then Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow was actually written during a heat wave in the summer when people wished it was winter. All written, at least in part or entirely, by Jewish composers. Why? Why would they write songs about Christmas? Because it was the most wonderful time of the year. I think it's like the grass is always greener, right, yeah. in somebody else's backyard. Yeah. And so Jewish people, while we didn't necessarily feel included in the holiday, also understood there's something about this idea of unity and joy and presence and good food and, yeah. and uh, whatever. And because Hanukkah happens at the same time of of year, there was kind of this like quasi-inclusion that we can all celebrate together. Yeah. Why wouldn't they write Hanukkah songs though? I mean, I, <laughs> they exist. <laughs> you know, guess, oh yeah. Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah, like yeah. let's all dance the horror. Yeah. You can only say so many things. And yeah. I actually, Carly, I remember this uh, cartoon in the newspaper and I'm dating, I'm dating myself here, you know, when you used to see cartoons printed in the newspaper. And it was these two scenes and there's this 
uh, Christian family and the house is bright and there's all these presents under the tree and the kids are opening up toy cars and video games and everything. And then the other scene is this dimly lit house with this like burnt down uh, Hanukkah, you know, the, the Hanukkah candle stand. And the kids, the Jewish kids are opening socks while their parents read the newspaper. <laughs> and that was like, you know, and the house is dark. There's this plate of like rotten uh, potato pancakes on the side that have obviously been out for days. And that was, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but that was sort of growing up as a Jewish person. We, we enjoyed Hanukkah, but we understood like it didn't hold a candle, no pun intended, yeah. maybe pun slightly intended. It didn't hold a candle to Christmas. And so there was this feeling of missing out. Yeah. Yeah, it was strange. Mm. So because you, or the Jewish tradition, believes that Jesus was born during, during right. Sukkot, do you feel like Christians shouldn't celebrate Hanukkah, or not Hanukkah, Christmas at the time that they do? No, it, I mean, it, it, the idea that Jesus may have been born during Sukkot or that he probably was isn't widely understood in the Jewish world. Most of the North American Jewish community isn't doing this theological research. They're mm -hmm. going to a temple if they go, uh, they're living a Jewish life, but they're not you know, unpacking the deeper mysteries of, of the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. And mm -hmm. so they're not, they're not even gonna get that far of saying Sukkot. They're just understanding the Christians have their holiday. Yeah. Yes, Jesus came, whoever he is, great. Yeah. And we have our holiday and let's just sort of peacefully coexist. So, so they're not like thing. secretly judging us and saying, you know, really no. it was three months ago you should have been celebrating. No, most of your Jewish friends and neighbors, if you're listening at home as a Christian are probably secretly envying what you have. Uh, grass is always greener. It's yeah. kind of a funny, funny thing. Yeah, I'd States. rather have the multiple days of gifts and they'd rather have our Christmas, yeah. Right. And so one of the questions we're going to talk about in uh, just a second is, did Jesus, did Yeshua, his Hebrew name is Yeshua, mm -hmm. did Jesus celebrate Hanukkah? And should Christians celebrate Hanukkah? Is there like a mandate or a biblical prescription for Christians to do that? We're going to get into that. Stay tuned. Before we do that, Carly, we want to share with those listening a tremendous opportunity. You know, if you love coffee which I do, as you'll notice if you're watching or, or if you're listening, you're going to hear the occasional slurp, and that's so that I can maintain consciousness. But I drink a couple pots, yes, you heard right, of coffee a day, and I love great coffee. Some of the best coffee I've ever had is actually from Ethiopia. Uh, Jewish Voice Ministries International, where we both serve, has been committed to work among the Jewish communities in Ethiopia for over 20 years now. We've seen over 400,000 uh, Jewish people and their neighbors uh, served through medical, dental, and eye care. Jewish Voice maintains that commitment even though times are tough in Ethiopia and uh, in Africa right now. But we want to give our listeners the opportunity to get involved uh, for your monthly partnership with this show and your monthly partnership more widely with Jewish Voice Ministries International and its work. We want to send you, not because you're buying it, but because we want to thank you, we want to send you some great Ethiopian coffee. Actually a bag every month. We've tasted this, our staff have tasted it, we've selected from a bunch of different uh, varieties and picked one that we said, this one is really great and we need to share it. So uh, for your monthly partnership with us, here at a Jew and a Gentile discuss and, and uh, through us to Jewish Voice, we want to get you that coffee. Think about partnering with us today. If you want to find out more about it, go directly to our website, www.ajewandagentiledisgust.org. So back to Hanukkah, Carly. Hanukkah is this Jewish holiday that uh, has a couple names. It's called uh, the Festival of Lights. It's called the Festival of uh, Dedication. Um, it's the holiday celebrating what's known as the miracle of oil. What does all of that mean? And what's interesting is the story of Hanukkah actually isn't from the Bible. 
believe it or not. And I know half of our audience just panicked. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's a Jewish holiday and it's not listed in the Bible. Yeah. It's listed in other historic documents which are widely accepted as accurate uh, among the Jewish community. And so it's become uh, a what, part what of rabbinic Judaism. What are those Judaism. documents? Yeah, it's actually called the Book of Maccabees. And don't think like Da Vinci Code weirdness. It's just a historic book called okay. the Book of Maccabees. Okay. And it talks about um, the Maccabees. And it was this group of what we can call Jewish zealots, uh, just tremendous zeal and, and commitment to Jewish identity, to Jewish faith, uh, to belief that the God of Israel really does exist and mm -hmm. that he's involved in the lives of his people. And uh, 400 or so BC, the Greeks came in, uh, despised the Jewish people, tried to systematically downplay or uh, forbid Jewish religion in Israel, where Jewish people were still living, of course, in, in what Christians would know as the intertestamental period. And ultimately, this uh, sacrifice of a pig is offered on the altar by the Greek armies. And the Maccabees, who lived maybe like 20 miles outside Jerusalem in a town that's today called Modi'in in Israel, the Maccabees said, we can't take this anymore. So they assembled an army of just a few hundred people and really, we can say, miraculously overcame thousands of Greek soldiers in Jerusalem, took back the temple, and uh, said, we need to rededicate this temple according to the way that Moses prescribed that you dedicate the temple. Mm -hmm. And what that required, Carly, was seven days of burning the menorah. And you can go back to Exodus and Leviticus and see this. God said, the way you, you dedicate the temple before you can worship me in it mm -hmm. is you burn a lampstand for seven days. The problem was because of the fighting and the situation in Israel, they only had enough oil for one day. And so they light this menorah in the temple in faith and actually the oil lasts not only the seven days required to cleanse the temple, but an additional day. So the idea of Hanukkah is this idea of the miracle of light or the miracle of oil that God made this miraculous way for oil to last long enough for temple sacrifice to be restored. Hmm. Uh, and it's because that happened that the second temple during Jesus' time could even be there and be used. I've heard that story many times, but never the pig part of it. So yeah, that was new. It's very interesting. And it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's this, uh, you see it throughout history actually a couple times. And even, you know, for, for uh, listeners who have looked a little bit into the book of Revelation, you know, we know this kind of anti-Messiah, anti-Christ figure is going to come and it says he offers, you know, it's the abomination of desolation. Mm -hmm. And there's this idea again, like during the time of Hanukkah, and the Maccabees, that somebody's going to enter the temple and they're going to desecrate it. Mm. And one way that you can do that is to offer unclean meat uh, on, on the altar in the temple. That's it. The, the temple's not clean. You mm -hmm. can't use it for, for temple sacrifice, for temple worship. So, yeah, that's sort of the historical account. So uh, the other half of Christians are saying, yeah. I thought Hanukkah was in the Bible. Right. Well, uh, yes and yes. You're going to hear that a lot. If you're listening to this podcast, you're going to hear yes and no, because yeah. that's the Jewish answer. And where you have two Jews, you have three opinions. Where you have two Christians, you have five denominations. <laughs> so you're going to get a lot of context. But yes, if you think, uh, if you look back to the gospel accounts, it says Jesus was in the temple and it was the Feast of Dedication. Well, the Feast of Dedication is, like we just said, the Feast of the Rededication of the Temple, which is Hanukkah. Yeah. So Jesus, Yeshua, did celebrate Hanukkah. While it isn't in the biblical accounts, and it's not like uh, Passover, which is a holiday that we see very clearly, God says to the children of Israel, celebrate this, and celebrate this forever, and forever means forever, it was still something that was widely accepted as a commemoration, as a holiday into rabbinic Judaism. And Jesus, as a rabbi, as a teacher among the Jewish people, uh, would have, of course, been celebrating that during around December 
in that uh, winter time in Israel. But Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And why did that matter? Because Hanukkah happens, as we know, around uh, December. And December, at least in the northern hemisphere, including in Israel, is the darkest days of the year, right? It's the short days, it's dark, the sun's low in the sky. And so it's this time when there's not a lot of physical light, uh, when there's uh, lampstands being lit in the temple to remember the rededication. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Jesus is saying, okay, you want to talk about light, I'm the light. And when we understand the Jewish context, the Hanukkah context of what he's saying, it's striking mm -hmm. because he's saying, if you're looking for something, look to me. And it's shocking in the Jewish community. It's mm -hmm. a shocking teaching in the midst of Hanukkah. Did you find the passage? Yeah, it's okay, John good. 10. So if you want to there read that, go. that's where it is. Right. So as a child and when you didn't believe that Jesus was your Messiah yet, how did you celebrate Hanukkah then? And then how did it change right. or did it change once you believed in Jesus? Yeah, Hanukkah was what we did with the Jewish side of my family. We, we you know, schlepped, as we say, we drove the long journey down to New Jersey where my grandma lived and we celebrated Hanukkah. And then at our house, when we didn't schlep to New Jersey, we made the fried pancakes and we celebrated, uh, you know, we lit the Hanukkah, the, the, uh, nine branch uh, lampstand and there were some gifts and we also like for the days of Hanukkah secretly ignored that most years there was this small Christmas tree to represent the non-Jewish side of my family over in the corner <laughs> in another room and so those kind of peacefully coexisted but I understood it to just be in a way like a uh, lowercase version a small version of the most wonderful time of the year presents good food you know lots yeah. of delicious things family it was a great time so once you became a believer in Jesus, yeah. did it change? Did you still celebrate Hanukkah? Right. Once I really um, engaged with the reality, I would say this happened in my 20s, Carly, of, of what my Jewish identity had to do with my faith in Jesus and integrating those things. I really started to read the, read the scriptures through fresh eyes. As a believer in my teens, I'm reading the Gospels, but it, it was because nobody told me it was lost on me my own Jewish identity or the Jewish context and what that had to do with what Jesus was saying, what he was doing. Uh, and when I understood, okay, light of the world, Hanukkah, everything, it was like all the memories from childhood suddenly came together. Mm -hmm. Ah, light, light of the world. God is involved in the lives of his people. And one of the things that I think was most striking for me, I heard uh, actually Jonathan Burnus, who's the CEO of Jewish Voice, said this a few years ago, and it's always stuck with me, that without Hanukkah, there would be no Christmas. Mm. And, you know, our audience may be saying, okay, that's a stretch. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, without Hanukkah, without this tiny Israelite army overcoming these oppressors who sought to destroy the Jewish people and Jewish identity mm -hmm. and wipe them off the face of the earth, without that victory, uh, the Jewish people wouldn't have existed. And Jesus is Jewish. He was right. Jewish. He is Jewish. We know that. Not hard to find in the scriptures. Yeah. Uh, if the Jewish people would have been destroyed before he came, there would have been no Messiah. Mm -hmm. And so God's involvement throughout history in preserving our people unto, one, unto us being a testimony in the world of his faithfulness, but also specifically unto the coming at the right time in history of Jesus, of Yeshua the Messiah, they have everything to do with each other. And that kind of blew my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, because I always thought, okay, you know, even as a believer in Jesus, I thought, okay, Christmas is the Christian holiday and Hanukkah is the Jewish holiday and somehow, you know, Jewish believers are messianic Jews as we call ourselves are trying to like hold on to these, these two things in a tug of war, mm -hmm. but actually they have everything to do with each other. Right. 
Yeah. So did your traditions change at all, or were they pretty much the same? No, you know, not, not too much. And that's kind of the point, is that Jewish traditions and Jewish life and Jewish holidays for Jewish believers remain uh, just as important. Uh, the tradition's still involved. We just are recognizing that all these things are fulfilled, are, are brought to completion in Jesus. Mm. So we were able to kind of put as the, as, the, as the crown, as the capstone on our understanding and our celebration of Hanukkah, okay, Jesus Yeshua is the ultimate light. He's the light of the world. And that's why we can celebrate with so much hope. Mm -hmm. Not just because we get to eat good food right. and we survived as a people, but right. God has sent us a deliverer. Right. So speaking of traditions, do the Hanukkah traditions that you have in sure. America, are those the same all over the world for Jews that celebrate yeah, Hanukkah? Very good question. And that's, you know, sometimes uh, if you think and, you know, you don't have to answer, you can't answer because you're on the other side of the mics, but just think wherever you're listening right now, Jewish person and what comes to your mind. And chances are what's going to come to your mind is somebody in a black hat with long hair on the sides of their cheeks and these crazy dangly things, you know, uh, coming out of their uh, shirt and possibly they're standing in New York City eating a bagel with uh, smoked salmon on it. And that's not a wrong understanding. Very stereotypical. Uh, yeah, you like that? There we go. I'm, I'm uh, revealing our own stereotype. Yeah. So that's not a wrong understanding of a few million American Jews. Yeah. But American Jews at best represent a little less than half of the world's Jewish population. Yeah. So, uh, for example, our traditions are these potato pancakes, and that comes from Ukraine and Poland because most American Jews are what's called Ashkenazi or of European descent. Mm -hmm. But the what's called Sephardic Jews from uh, what's historically Sephardad, Spain and Portugal, uh, who have since migrated to Latin America, other places in the Mediterranean, they have entirely different traditions. They might eat fruit. Israelis, my wife is Israeli, and she knew nothing about potato pancakes. Like, it's not a thing in Israel, but no Hanukkah in Israel would be complete without what's called sufgan yot, jelly ah. donuts. Mm -hmm. Now, if you offer a Jew in Chicago a jelly donut and say, you know, happy Hanukkah, he's going to think you're, you know, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Where's the potato pancakes? Right. So it's interesting. There are different traditions. It's celebrated at the same time of year, but vastly different traditions. And that's the case with most Jewish holidays yeah. because the Jewish community is just so spread out around the world. And so local culture, local foods made their way into Jewish culture and tradition. Got it. Yeah. So once you became a believer, why not celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas? Right. Well, some people do, and yeah. there's no problem with that. I think the challenge is, um, in some cases, it's misunderstood. In some cases where somebody's become a Jewish believer out of a uh, religious Jewish background, the idea of celebrating Christmas is a little bit too much. Mm. It's, it's maybe not a good testimony to the family. Um, yeah. Yeah. The family still doesn't believe. That's one issue. Also, if you grew up Jewish, Christmas is still foreign to you, yeah. and you can celebrate that, you know, Emmanuel, God with us, came, uh, but the idea of, uh, came, to, came to, earth, to earth in the right time to be our savior, but the idea of like tinsel and Santa Claus and uh, silver bells, even though it was written by a Jew, as we said, yeah. is so foreign to our own cultural experience that it's not something that's necessarily incorporated into our faith in Jesus. But a lot of uh, Messianic Jewish families or what's called mixed marriages where one spouse is Jewish and the other is Christian, they mm -hmm. both believe in Jesus, do celebrate both. 
And uh, frankly, if you're honoring that God sent his Messiah, and that's what Chris, if Christmas is really about Jesus, why not? Mm -hmm. I mean, go for it. It's a great time to remember what God's done for us. So as a Christian and the Christians listening, should we celebrate Hanukkah? That's, <laughs> this is a, maybe a more complicated question. And um, one of the things we're about on this program is helping Christians understand the Jewish roots of their own Christian faith. Um, we want to unpack that in an accurate way. That being said, um, there's two, ho the two kinds of holidays, and we talked about this a few minutes ago, Carly. There's what's called Moedim, or a Moed, uh, like Passover, or like uh, Shavuot, like Su Sukkot, Feast of Tabernacles. Mm -hmm. These are what's called appointed times. Like God said through Moses, every year you will, people of Israel, you will and you must celebrate this because it, it's important. It's not an issue of righteousness or like heaven or hell, but it's an issue of obedience to God. Remember this holiday and remember uh, what I've mm -hmm. done. Hanukkah is not one of those because it's not in the biblical account. Okay. So it's a Jewish holiday, but it's not a moed. It's not an appointed time. That being said, most Jewish communities around the world would say that besides Passover, Hanukkah is the most celebrated holiday. It is kind of the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. So what does all of that have to do with a Christian audience? I would say, you know, for somebody who's saying, so am I supposed to or am I like commanded to as an act of obedience celebrate Hanukkah or frankly, any Jewish holiday? Yeah. No. God gave those things to the Jewish people because we're supposed to be a light to the world and an example of something very specific about what he's doing. But... Are Christians invited to join with the Jewish community? Sure. Mm -hmm. And Paul speaks a lot about that, right? This idea of this natural olive tree and non-Jewish people are grafted in. Yeah, participate. Not as an issue of heaven or hell, right or wrong, obedient, disobedient, but if Hanukkah is meaningful to you and you want to remember, praise God that he delivered the Jewish people and he can deliver us today. Praise God that he's faithful to keep his promises. Praise God that he sent the Messiah and, you know, praise God that Jesus said during uh, Hanukkah, I'm the light of the world, go for it. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with it. And in fact, it could be a great way to bridge the gap between you and your Jewish neighbors. So I'm not commanded to, but I'm invited to participate, exactly. basically. Exactly. In any part of uh, Jewish holidays, uh, that's, that's the idea. Not commanded, but certainly invited and welcome. Yeah. yeah. When I was a kid growing up and celebrating Christmas, one of the things that we used to do was we would carol like mm -hmm. in the neighborhood. Right. And I remember we were caroling, we were knocking on people's doors and right. singing Christmas songs that now I know are written by Jewish people. The <laughs> irony Only of that. Only most of them. Only yeah. most of them. Um, and I remember there was one house and it had a star yeah. in the window, which now I know is the Star of David. Yeah. And our youth group leader was like, no, no, we can't go there. We can't knock on their door. Let's keep going. Right. And so that was really my you know, understanding of the Jewish people in Hanukkah was like, yeah. no, no, just kind of arm's length, like don't knock on their door. Right. I don't know what they would have done if we would have showed up singing like Let It Snow or something, yeah. but that was that was really my understanding of, okay, that's Hanukkah and we're mm -hmm. Christmas yeah, and, the, and that's a separation. Right, the Jews have their thing and we have ours, never right. the two shall meet. Yeah, right. and again, yes and no, which may, as I'm thinking about it, may be my answer to most of the questions <laughs> on all of our podcasts, yes yeah. and no. Uh, yes, in the sense that, um, for a Jewish person who may not understand or who may even have some um, embedded hostility towards kind of the history of what the Christian church has done in some cases to Jewish communities in the name of Christ, in the mm -hmm. name of being Christians, um, maybe not a good idea to go and to insist that a Jewish person or a Jewish household open their door and hear you sing about the babe in the manger. Yeah. Uh, we got to think about our presentation of the gospel and think about what's sensitive, maybe build a relationship first. Yeah. That being said, uh, zooming out a little bit, 
you shouldn't be you shouldn't apologize for sharing the gospel with a Jewish person. And sometimes that's the thing, you know, uh, can I share Jesus with you? I'm Jewish. And, and what's our response? Oh, I'm sorry, as though, forgive me for offending you with a Christian message. And we're actually doing a disservice at that point mm -hmm. because we're, we're reinforcing this idea that the gospel, this faith in Jesus isn't for you. We're, re, we're solidifying in their mind, oh, I'm sorry, I agree with you that Jesus isn't for you. Mm -hmm. And in fact, our message is exactly the opposite. Right. Uh, as believers, Jew or Gentile, is that Jesus came first, it says, his own words, in fact, first for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Mm -hmm. And that remains true to this day. And for all peoples, because God's heart is, you know, he's not willing that any should perish, right. uh, that all should come to a saving knowledge of him. But uh, he came first for the, for the Jewish people. So... Uh, think about your messaging, maybe not Christmas carols at the door yeah. and little candy cane cookies and, you know, uh, crosses on the door with bows on them. But yes, don't be afraid to share the gospel with a Jewish person. Yeah, good. That should be encouraging to Christians to do so. Sure. So we actually have some questions that, um, that many Christians might have that right. hopefully you can answer just about this specifically. Sure. Uh, so one is, what's the best way to engage my Jewish neighbor during Hanukkah? Yeah, you know, I think uh, some people are saying, should I invite them over and like buy a Hanukkah lampstand on Amazon and try to, you know, make potato pancakes, which may come out terribly burnt? No, don't do that. Uh, the Jewish neighbor or friend or coworker knows how to celebrate Hanukkah, so you don't necessarily have to make anything up. Mm -hmm. But you know, it could be as simple as bringing a gift over. You know, go to go to Target. Not a plug for Target on our podcast. Go somewhere. Could be Walmart. Uh, go to your local retailer and uh, pick up a Hanukkah bag, a happy Hanukkah bag. Get them a gift that's meaningful to you. Probably not a Christmas item, but a holiday right, gift. Right. And uh, just bring it over and say, I know it's Hanukkah and uh, just wanted you to know I'm thinking of you and I care about you. That's going to that's gonna speak volumes. Mm. Uh, so that's one thing you can do. It's really about relationship. Like Jonathan Burnus always says, you know, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah. So show a Jewish family you care. Show them you know that... Hanukkah's happening and that you're not just completely absorbed in Christmas and that they're ignored. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So what about, you know, we have in the Christmas tradition, we have yeah. a lot of plays and things at our churches. Would it be offensive to invite like a Jewish friend or neighbor yeah. to a Christmas play? Yeah, it's a good question. I think, again, Carly, the relationship is key. Like I wouldn't go to the Jewish neighbor you haven't spoken to and you avoid eye contact as you drive down the street, you know, and like shut your garage door while they're walking by like we do in America and then suddenly show up and say, I want you to come to the Christmas pageant. Yeah. I think the friendship's got to be there first. So there's trust. Um, also, you know, know your own church. Is it going to be a Christmas pageant that's going to be uh, uh, acknowledging the fact that Jesus came in Israel to Jewish people, that it was a fulfillment of prophecy? Or is it going to be a Christmas pageant, uh, you know, that Jesus invented this new religion called Christianity and he was the son of Mr. and Mrs. Christ? Like, mm -hmm. just be aware what's going to be presented and uh, think about that. And be prepared if you're going to invite a Jewish person and they come to uh, have them over, go to a coffee, um, you know, think about, have a conversation to unpack it because they'll probably have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. But the idea of inviting them into your life and showing them you care, that's never a bad thing, even if they say no. Mm. And as a Jewish person, when you celebrate Hanukkah, do you often invite others who are not Jewish yes. over? Like, would you invite, if you were not a believer in Jesus, yeah. would you invite Christians over to celebrate Hanukkah with Absolutely. you? Would that be? Okay. Absolutely. And actually something interesting in uh 
Jewish practice, we can say, not just in the States, but in Israel too, is the more observant, the more religious, you know, uh, a Jewish family is, the more Torah observant. And what we mean is the people who are, you know, parking their cars, not driving on Shabbat, following Torah as the word of God and trying to be really careful, eating kosher. The more observant a Jewish family is, the more there's this understanding that, uh, like God says to Abraham in, in Genesis, in you all the families of the world will be blessed. And so Passover, Hanukkah, other Jewish holidays are an invitation to invite those who don't know the God of Israel into experience him in the context of Jewish life. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, a Jewish person would, and in many cases it's prescribed, invite non-Jewish people over. Show them what you know about who God is. Mm. So their intent is really just to kind of celebrate. They're not trying to like teach you about to become Jewish, right? Right. Now, if somebody tells you you should start praying a certain way and you should start going to their temple and wear yeah. this and do that, that's a little bit different thing. We're not encouraging that. But uh, if a Jewish friend or family, you know, maybe extended family member, if you're uh, from a mixed marriage, Jewish and not Jewish, or a Jewish coworker says, hey, I want to have you over for the holidays, don't be scared. Go for it. Yeah. It's probably going to be a great time and you'll learn something. Yeah. Well, hopefully that encourages Christians to understand yeah. how to interact with their Jewish friends and neighbors and also understands a little bit better about Christmas and Hanukkah. Right. right. Um, before we close the podcast, will you just remind everyone about the, the monthly offer that we have that they can get involved with Jewish yeah, Voice? Happy to, Carly. Real quickly, just a reminder, if you are interested or feel kind of a tug on your heart as you're listening today to get more involved in what God's doing among Jewish communities, especially what we can call, to, to borrow Jesus' language, the least of these, my brethren, the poorest, most isolated, most pers persecuted Jewish communities in the world, in Ethiopia, in Zimbabwe and some other areas where we serve. If you want to get more involved in that and you can commit to supporting that work on a monthly basis, we want to connect with you. And as a thank you, we want to get you some delicious uh, selected by JVMI uh, and us here at As You and a Gentile discuss uh, Ethiopian coffee. It's a fantastic roast. We're going to try to change it up and we're always kind of on the lookout, not just in Ethiopia, but in other parts of Africa and beyond for the best coffee. We want to get that into your hands as a thank you. So think about uh, joining with us and supporting what we're doing, www.ajewandagentilediscuss.org. And if Ezra recommends the coffee, I would try it. He's yeah. quite the coffee connoisseur, it's for sure. It's true. It's true. Even though I have to have two to three pots a day, I try to be discerning in my, in my selection. <laughs> Well, we want to thank you for listening. If you want to hear more episodes, subscribe to this podcast wherever you access your podcasts. We'd also love if you would leave a review and share this podcast with someone you know, whether a Jewish person or a Christian. You can follow us on social media at the handle A Jew and a Gentile Discuss or go directly to our website, A Jew and a Gentile Discuss.org. If there's anything you want to discuss or have us answer, submit your questions on that same website, A Jew and a Gentile Discuss.org. Again, thanks for listening to A Jew and a Gentile Discuss. Join us next week for another episode. Hey, if you are looking to get into the holiday spirit, tune in to watch Ezra and I blind taste test different foods from Christmas and Hanukkah. See who can determine which food belongs to each holiday. Watch online at ajewandagentiledisgust.org. And Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. This show is a production of Jewish Voice Ministries International.